0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Simple Good Podcast. Simple steps to living a significant life, doing good, and pursuing your calling. I'm your host, Chris Marlowe. Our first series is Five Anchors to Overcoming Life Storms. We're so excited to bring special guests to talk about these key topics. This is episode five. We're very, very excited to bring you Dave and Jenny Mars. You might have seen Dave and Ginny, they make me really jealous because they live on this awesome farm in the middle of Arkansas, super cool, and they have their own TV show. So they are awesome, two of my favorite humans, they are some of the most generous people that I've ever met. Their lives are truly making an impact. This episode, we dig into what it means to be a generous person with Dave and Ginny. Hope you enjoy it and don't miss the end. I believe Jenny shares one of the most powerful nuggets we've had on our podcast at the very, very end of this episode. So we love you. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Marlowe, and I'm here with my good friends, Jenny and Dave Mars from Bentonville, Arkansas. Jenny and Dave, what's up?
1: Not much. How are y'all doing?
2: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having us. It's
0: no, awesome. we're, we're so excited. We're doing good. We're, um well, I mean, life is a little crazy right now. It's, you know, here's what I was dreaming about. I really wish I lived on a farm in Arkansas. That would be, that would make my life happy
1: right now.
2: <laughs> it's the perfect time to be living on a farm because we can just send our kids outside. <laughs> yeah.
1: Social distancing is no problem. So we can social no distance problem. between our family and we're just fine. So it's a, um, yeah, we're we're happy. We're happy that we're here right now for sure. Uh,
0: We're so excited. You two are some of my favorite people. We've been really doing life together and serving the world together for the last five years. And it's so as we kind of work through a global pandemic and 2020, I mean, if we were honest with ourselves has just become very, very heavy. And I think each and every day feels like a struggle and yet we know it's often the heavy times that bring us the greatest breakthroughs in life and so one of the things that we're doing here at help one now and with this podcast is we're just talking about these anchors like these very important moments in life where um, as we go through the turmoils what what Connects us and what builds the foundation? What's the anchor? And this anchor is on generosity. It's the fifth anchor in the series, and we're so excited because YouTube and I know you're going to hate me for saying this because it's me that's saying it. It's not YouTube, uh, but you two are some okay. of the most generous people I know. Um, and it feels. See, I knew you. See, Dave, it's it's you are. It's it's what it is. It's um, it's truth. It's true, and and I love it, and it's refreshing. And so can you all just uh, maybe, uh, maybe Jenny, you can start and then Dave, you can finish. Can you just talk about and and here's what's important. It's so huge for people to hear from others why generosity is important and how impactful it is, not only in the world, but also our lives and our family. So one point that I want to get across as I stop talking, let you all talk. It was like being generous is more um, than just writing a check and like checking off a box. But when we when generosity is driven in our culture, in our lives, in our family, it not only transforms people around the world, but it also transforms us as well. So, Jenny, can you start? Why is generosity so important to you and to your family and what you all do?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think it is sort of foundational to our family. It's um As a mom, it's really important to me that our kids understand generosity and they understand that the world doesn't revolve around them, right? Um, (laughs) It's a a big thing. We're trying to raise good good human beings. Um, But we've been just so fortunate through working with y'all at Help One Now to form these amazing relationships with Pastor John and Orpa, for example, in Zimbabwe. I mean, they've been to our house several a couple times now and we've been there and we've traveled with our kids our kids have seen and met and known who we're working with and so you know they they essentially all during the summer are working in our berry farm with us alongside us we're not able to go on a vacation this month we had one week off and we're like we can't go anywhere because we have a berry farm and it's okay because it's it is um such a it's it's more about the the relationships that we've built and the joy that it brings to us. I mean, th- this is what our life's passion is, and I feel like God is in it and working through it because we've said, "What do, what do you, our hands are open? What can we do?" And for us, it, and we have a berry, a blueberry farm, and our blueberry farm funds a farm in Zimbabwe and yeah. a training program, and um, through y'all, and it has just been so fulfilling for us because we get so much out of it and our kids get so much out of it and our kids love it. And yeah. it's just fun. It's something we do as a, it's not just, we don't just write a check. We are literally working and we're part of it. And it's, it's just, we do it together as a family too, which I think is really awesome. And yeah. I don't know. It means a lot I love to it. me. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, what all, all what she said, but you know, I think there's, we're so fortunate because we like, I feel like generosity is contagious, you know, when you are around when you're around individuals that. And so that's what I feel like we've been so blessed is that we've been around generous individuals, yeah. like including our parents, including like our community is great. Um, and, you know, I, I think when people see us give or see or we see others give like it, you know, it it makes you want to give and makes you want to do more. And I think for us, that's been like, the success of the berry farm is, like, people, people see that, and they see, like, what we're doing, and they, you know, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's, it's just buying with a cause, you know, and so it's, it's such a great thing to do in our society, especially in these times, when, you know, we need, we need community, and we need connection, and we can't get that, but, Mm -hmm. like, through generosity, you can, like, you can, I mean, you can give, like, to help one now to Zimbabwe, to whatever it may be. Yep. And like, you're connected by, you know, like we're all sharing in, a, you know, this crazy time we're going through, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, being generous with each other, it just makes it so much easier. It makes it so much, mm-hmm. I don't know, so much better. And I mean, just mm-hmm. a like a prime example of like, I think what generosity has done for us, Um, you know, I mean that, having the berry farm, I know it's benefited our family so much more than we have ever done in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah. And just like Chris, I, I posted about it the other day, but like the other night, like we were, you know, we were, we were out there, we had great community, didn't really know how this berry farm season was gonna go because, yeah. you know, social distancing. And so it, it's just tough. It's been a tough yeah. se- and. This year has been people have been more generous and Mm -hmm. it's been better than we have ever done. Ever. Mm -hmm. And I I just like, I don't know, like just seeing people that are coming together for a cause, even if it it is a dangerous time. And then just seeing our family, how like my kids shine through that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we have a we have a. You know, we have an adoption story that's had a lot of, you know, a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. And man, my little girl was up on a stage singing the other night and front of a hundred people at like, and mm-hmm. like, I just saw that. And I was just thinking, gosh, our, like our generosity has,
2: mm-hmm.
1: has created, has, has yeah. helped create this and
2: given them confidence. Give they're them, proud of it.
1: Yeah, they are. And they're proud of what we've done. And so, you know, if we do nothing more than teach our kids to be generous and to give, I think that like we've done our job as parents. Yeah.
0: I love that. I I love that you said, Dave, sorry, Jenny, generosity is contagious. And I was thinking as your kids are younger and I'm getting ready to empty nest and send my kids to college and like Bailey and McKenzie, they've been a part of this, like decade-long community of the most generous, loving people. And I think about, as, as you're listening to this podcast and you think about generosity, like when you instill generosity into your life and into your family, like you're changing the generation, like the generational aspects of your family is literally changing because your kids only know how to think, like, man, my parents were generous it's just a natural thing to do so even seeing from your kids dancing at the berry farm because they're seeing a whole community of generous people to my kids who basically have been a part of help one now and this whole thing like it really matters and so um jenny were you gonna say something before i move on yeah
2: just real quick i was gonna say the other you know generosity of course is there's a monetary aspect but there's also just you know any of your resources and time is one of those yeah. things and i think about the other night we had um people coming and help like moving tables and yep. like, people just pitching in like people that we didn't know we're not they don't necessarily know the the whole story of what our farm is or they just like wanted to be a part of helping. And we told, we've got to tell a little bit about the story of the eight house and I, it just moves people. And when, and like you said, like the contagious piece, like everybody just kind of jumps in and, and does whatever they can. And that's part of it. That's part of that community of generosity. And I, I just think it's, um, yeah, a beautiful thing when it starts unfolding and the ripple effects start taking place. Yeah, I
0: would agree. I love, I love it. And I love, um, I think when we pioneer generosity in our homes, it spills over to our communities, it spills over to our cities and it spills over to our world. And it's really like one person, one family can create all these ripple effects. And so now we're in a global pandemic our country is facing some of the most tense racial times that we faced. Really, you know, we've dealt with plenty of these issues, sadly, for so long. But like right now, we're at this tipping point. And um, there's just a lot going on. So if if someone's listening to this podcast and they're thinking like, I just need to like focus on myself and and generosity feels like a big stretch right now. What would you all say to help guide people that even in the midst of hard times, it's important to be generous and to serve and to love, even in the midst of the chaos. Help guide people in how they can do that. Because let's face it, a lot of people are really scared and they're thinking about their own future and their own you know, self-preservation. But yet the one thing that I would say is generosity is so important for soul care. Um, how can people stay generous in tough, tough times?
2: Cool. Uh,
1: So I would like for us, I think some of the like that helps us through the tough times is like consistency. I mean, we've we've committed to, you know, Zimbabwe, we've committed to you guys a certain amount per year that like, however, we just need to come up with it. And so I I think, well, but like having that goal in mind on, hey, this is this is what we want to do and this is what we've committed to and we have people counting on us. Um, I don't know. I guess we don't, we we don't like.
2: Because fear can make, I think what you're trying to say too is like fear, Sorry to interrupt. Like fear can make you say, Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I should hoard my resources. I should hoard my energy. I should hoard all of these things. But if you have this, that consistency and you have that mindset of, this is first this is my this is a priority um we have to figure out a way to do it and we'll figure it out you know um that i think helps to alleviate some of that fear and that anxiety and that tension of just of oh, i don't know i think that helps yeah in my opinion so,
1: no I, I think that's great i just think yeah <laughs> like i don't know it, for us it's just it's just something that we that we that we feel led to do and that we feel like we should do for our kids, for ourselves, for, I mean, yep. I don't know, like tithing at church. It's like a, yeah. it's, it's just like something that we feel led to do. And, you know, I mean, yeah. we're, we're supposed to give our best first, you know, like, and, and so, I mean, I feel like the generosity piece, like, That's, you know, that's the firstborn sheep. That's the, like, that's what we're, the Bible tells us to do. Give that first. And then I will take care of the rest for you. And, you know, I mean, if, if we, if I want to sit and preach to people on this podcast or at my berry farm about being a light for Zimbabwe or being a light for those others in need, and then I put fear in front of that, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I kind of feel like a fraud. So, um, yes. Yeah. And I
0: love, I love Dave, that you talk about like the consistency of generosity. Right. I know as we kind of, as we deal with these really tense race relations, my wife and I had a conversation one night. I mean, we literally have like protests going down our street in our neighborhood and we're watching like this, we're watching on one hand, some great joy, like our neighbors, um, are part of this moment and you're seeing the pride and like, the joy that they're having to, to be heard and to be seen. So we have this question, like, what's the biggest way we can make a difference long-term in this scenario? Um, and, and listen, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a lot of layers to it. We get, we get that. But ultimately what we want to see is just freedom. We want humanity to be free and and, and to fulfill their greatest potential as we're all created in God's image so Nicole, and I just said, you know what, the best thing we can do is become a monthly supporter with with with, with a key organization who's fighting race relations um, long term. And it was just a moment for us to say, we have the ability to be generous. And I love that you say consistently consistency, because for for help one now, we see it all the time. It's those who are consistently helping us move the mission forward where we see the greatest impact. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, it's so important as we think about generosity being an anchor, it doesn't always have to be big or massive. Like we didn't give a big chunk of money. We gave a very small monthly donation. We committed for the next year because we wanted our voice to be heard. um, And we wanted to consistently just be generous for the next year to this organization. And so as you listen to this, um, what are some of the practical ways? Not everyone may have a berry farm, but what are some of the practical ways um, that you can help people be generous no matter where they're at? And so I don't know how you guys build it into your, community, your family or into your financial structure, but I think the intentionality of being generous is so important because that's what removes fear and it creates this pace. And I think Dave, you said it best when we, when we have this consistency, our lives truly make a huge impact. In the world, so how have you all consistently seen generosity make an impact?
2: You you might want to answer on like the budget or whatever how we do that. But for me, I, I just, I well, first I feel like we pray about it a lot. Um, You know, where are we supposed to be giving? Where are we supposed to be involved? And it and has changed over the years. And I think that's okay. And I think that um, we we try to really be intentional and focused on one thing and then obviously there's other you know like you said small donations here there of things that are important but like for us our commitment is help one now pastor john orpa in zimbabwe right now that's our primary commitment mm-hmm. um and so we feel like rather than divvying up our funds then if we can just kind of funnel everything to that one goal we can make the biggest impact and it's again it's not a ton of money it's just that's our what we want to do and so I think praying about that, figuring out what that is, because I—if you don't—we've I, I, been in a in the past where we're like, where where should we give? What should we be involved with? We don't know, and we've prayed about it, and here we are. Like I, I just think that's—I I think sometimes we overlook the power of just praying and asking God to show us where we're supposed to be and where how we're supposed to be involved and who we're supposed to be involved with, um, and then also just making commitments that sometimes seem really crazy you know whatever that looks like for us at, at one point when we when we first met you chris we had that started a little feeding program in the congo
1: yeah.
2: and that's how you and i that's why three of us all met is um we talked about that program and how what we could do but we would make a commitment every month and the like we would do i mean we were scrappy we were like selling t-shirts yep. or limited like you guys, you know, I just built, whatever. It I built was. so
1: many damn step stools and pieces yes. of furniture.
2: And, yeah. yeah. And every yeah. month the money just came through and sometimes it was the last minute, but we had that uh, commitment and we had to figure out how to do it. And so that was, I mean, whatever it took at that, you know, it's the same kind of thing. And yeah, maybe it was $200 or whatever that we needed, but we, I think it's that consistent back to that consistency, but also just really being intentional and focused and not just. Yeah. writing a check everything that you see even though the, everything is great and there's lots of opportunities if yep. you're on facebook for five minutes you're yep. you're you know there's an onslaught of opportunities of people that need help and you want to help everyone but once you do that you start diluting yep. your impact Times, um even though we said you know small impact is good yep. or small amounts are good i think being really intentional with it and deciding as a family this is what we stand for, and this is what we're 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 getting behind, and we believe in Help One Now, and we believe in John and Orpa and the model of Help One Now.
1: Right.
2: So we've decided as a family, like that's that's what we're that's what we're doing, you know, that's who yeah. we are.
1: Yeah, I think there. I mean, there's a lot of great causes, and you you said it before too. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to take someone away from great work that they're yeah. doing, but like you know find what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and what you really care about and like jenny said focus your efforts on that and it doesn't have to be a lot i mean how much money have y'all made over garage sales over oh, the years it's wild i mean right so like i don't like i don't know i just i we figure it into like you know hey we have x amount per month that i mean it's like a cell phone bill or you know yeah. or like whatever it is it's like a fixed income thing that we just This is what we have to do. And, um, I don't know, like I I think it's easier than people think to find the funds.
0: Yeah. One of the things I love, and I think some key words in there is there's this consistency, um, but there's also this work, right? And so oftentimes we want the fruit of being generous, but there's a work ethic that goes into creating a generous life and a generous culture, and then as we think about legacy as we get older, as we think about raising our kids, as we think about our grandkids, if you're listening to this podcast, you think about not only a year from now but a decade or two decades. It's good. it takes work to create a culture of generosity, but I don't know a better ROI than creating that culture because ultimately there's there's a yeah, right there's a point in life where you recognize like we get one small shot at life and how do we be as generous as possible?
1: I mean, that return on investment with help one now, that's why we went with help one now like these high impact leaders are like what john can do with a dollar is i mean we spun our wheels in the congo for a long time and probably spent a lot of money that we shouldn't have and i just there's just never any question about what the money is like that it's going to do a whole lot more good than i could ever do with it by giving it to these leaders so anyway uh, that was it
0: now, Dave, thank you for that. And I think it's important. Obviously, Dave, Jenny, and myself, you know we're all in on the Help One Now mission. I think what's really important about that, Dave, is like it may or may not be Help One Now, but you, you have to be all in somewhere and you have to make sure that all in is making an impact, right? And so um, I think Jenny mentioned this earlier, are like, you know we can start small being generous but we have to start with the right people um, the right resources and then here's what's beautiful you all have been able to see literally the impact around the world because you've been doing we've been doing this together now for so long and that it's just hard for people to to understand why it's important to kind of go deep in the one or two or three organizations you know if you have a local church a local org a global org but when you go deep you get to see the impact, and that's where generosity not only transforms people around the world, but it also we transform each other in the process of being generous. And so, um, thank you for mentioning that. Now, you all have this TV show, um, and it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing to kind of watch it all, right? Like from my view, I remember having the initial conversations to now um, for Father's Day. I literally my kids took me to get um, a pedicure, so they manipulated me. And That's they, good, yeah. they, they wanted a pedicure and I'm now get, it's like awkward, right? Okay. There's two guys in there with like 37 ladies and we're like, <laughs> the, the guys are looking at each other Like we're here together. We got this. Um, but on TV, yeah. on TV, it's Dave and Jenny Mars as we all are getting our feet rubbed and taken care of yeah. yesterday. And so, um, this is my life y'all. Um, tell us a little bit about the show, why you did the show and, um, Man, it's it's really making a huge impact around the world. And so we'd love to hear from your point of view a little bit about Fixer the Fabulous. No,
2: you go ahead.
1: So we originally did the show. Um, we said no a few times before we finally said yes. And we just thought if if it this show could give us a platform where we could talk about this work, where we could talk about the berry farm and talk about our charitable stuff. Um then you know what we would give it a shot. We lit. We honestly never thought it would go past the pilot stage, and it's just been one step forward. Um, and, you know, for the last three years, and so um, we're about a third, a little more than a third of the way through season two right now. We just did another show um, that airs this Thursday called Design at Your Door, and so it's man, it's it's been great. It's been As far as the berry farm concern, you know, is concerned, like, I mean, I think there's more people there just because they want to see our farm because we've talked about it because we've been able to get it out there on a bigger platform. Mm -hmm. And so, man, it's, you know, like, yeah. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say what's really crazy is, you know, as Dave's talking, I'm thinking back to when this is kind of like a full circle thing. When we were in Zimbabwe, I was in Zimbabwe um, we were dreaming about the gatehouse program with pastor John. And then I flew back to to South Africa, which is where Dave and the kids were. And we spent some time in South Africa for the next couple weeks. And that's where we got the phone call about the show. We got, um, greenlit for a pilot. And we found out there, we were on our, at our, staying at our little Airbnb on the porch and, um, they called. And so we were like, okay, I guess that's, you know, it felt like we'd been questioning whether or not to do it. And we had just had this amazing time with pastor John and Orpa, and we were, you know, we were like this, maybe this is, maybe we should do it. I don't know. And so it's just funny now full circle. Now that like pastor John and Orpa have been here, they've been to the farm. They were here last year for the season finale. It was really cool to have it at our farm, watch the show together with them. Um, and they just, you know, it, it, it was, it was good. It was really good. And even now like doing the berry season in the middle of the summer right now has been awesome because it's been a really long year for everyone. 2020 is kind of, we're all over it. Um, but for filming, it's been really tough because we've been trying, we're um, supposed to launch a new season in the fall, but we're, we'd been on hold and then trying to get caught back up. We're way behind schedule. Um, it's kind of been a grind, to be honest. It's been pretty exhausting. And so the fact that we have the berry season kind of right now is, has been, just refreshing and a good reminder of why we're doing any of the stuff we're doing when our community is in and they're in the fields and we see families enjoying this space. Yeah. And it's getting to see the impact here locally has been so refreshing, I think, for, for both of us and for our family too, um, our kids too. So, kind of all is tied together. It's kind of why we do everything that we do is to, you know, yeah. like you said, leave legacy for our kids and do good work. So yeah, I love
0: it. I want to, I want to close with this because I remember mm-hmm. setting on y'all's porch a couple years ago and um, there's like a thousand kids running around and it's pure chaos. Like it is every time. And um, and time. Dave said, Hey, we're going to do the show and we're going to do it because we want to make an impact with help one now. And here's what's important about this. I'm gonna um, I'm to connect some dots here. It doesn't. This isn't really about help one now, even though specifically this is. Um, but it's about you had this vision to build a life of generosity, and you had these levers that God put in your way that you could pull um, to make a difference. We all have that. It may not be a TV show, but it's always something. There's always something that every Mm -hmm. single person listening to this podcast, you have an ability to make an impact if you set your course on living a life of generosity. And so five years or three years later, probably COVID hits. We're in the middle of this crisis and we decided to do this $5 high five campaign so we can help all Mm -hmm. of our communities. And so um, Dave, you had just mentioned you're using the show to make to build a platform to make a difference, and so some of the data points off of the generosity is in the last few weeks together we've been able to serve over six thousand families. We've given seven hundred thousand mills away wow, since COVID um, started, wow. and um, between Corey and Willie and you two, you guys kind of lit the flame in this high five campaign. And so, um, one, thank you for being generous. Thank you for doing the TV show. And what's important there, again, this isn't really about Help One Now. It's about uh, two people on a farm in northwest Arkansas who decided to live a life of generosity, try to figure out what that looks like, and then use what God put in their way um, to make a difference in the world. And so thankfully for Help One Now, um, that's been amazing. But for those listening to this, you have those moments right in front of you. And so um, can y'all just close with any encouraging words you would have for people looking to live a life of generosity? Um, any final words? Go ahead. I would just,
2: I think that was really, that was really good. Um, what you just yeah, said, Chris, nice. I would, yeah, I would. Um, but I love that idea of having these levers. Cause I think that's, um, that's exactly it. I, at one point, Years ago, I um, sat at a conference with a bunch of women and they were all doing all these amazing things. They had all these people on stage. It was one after the other. And I felt completely um, inept. I felt unequipped to do anything really. And I knew I had this desire to do something bigger than myself. And um, I felt very small and like, uh, just, I don't know if I would say not good enough, but I, I felt like I had not really done anything good at like, important at that point. And God, I felt God during that time say to me, and I wrote it in my journal and he said, just be a light, be my light. And that's it. And it was like this burden had been released of striving and trying. And since that point, we just basically have lived with open hands trying to figure out what that looks like and how we do that. And I think what you described, Chris, how you described those connected those dots is exactly how we've done that. Like we've listened and just said, okay, what, what do we do now? Oh, we were supposed to sell our house downtown and move to a farm. That seems crazy. Why are we doing that? We don't know, but we're going to do it anyway. And it's just led one, and it's it's been one small step. Every time we've done something, we've planted a ton of berries in a field with yeah. our friends. And we didn't know what was going to happen at that time. We didn't even know, Pastor John, we didn't even know you at the time yeah. when we planted berries. Um, so I think it's okay to do small things, but to do it in a way that is open-handed and saying, I want to, I want to make an impact somewhere. And and it's not about me. And the point that I finally let go of it being about me and what do I need to do? I need to make an impact. It doesn't matter. And that's what I realized. It's not about me. It's about others and serving and our, the legacy that we are leaving for our kids is that legacy. Not, it's not about us. It's about how we can use the things that God gives us and the the moments that he gives us to help other people. And I think that's probably for me, that was kind of a turning point in how I just viewed all, how I, how we lived as a family and intentionality and all of those things. But I think those small steps can all feel really strange and odd and that's okay.
1: That's great. Uh, I mean, I think uh, for me, like there's, um, Yeah, she's. You guys are great. You're way better than me. But I I was just like, we're all doing, we're all doing kingdom work, right? We're all, we all want to just like create this new beautiful kingdom. And so I, I think, like, what I try to instill in my kids, and what I try to do, like, I think there's a song that that just says, you know, you know, Lord, when people see me, let them see you. And so if if we do nothing else, I think if we were just a society that just always thought like when people see me, let them see you. Maybe we wouldn't have all this everything going on and all this crud and uh, stuff that we're dealing with. And so, um, I worry about me and my family and like what we're putting, you know, like how we're treating people and how we're giving back to those less fortunate and how we're trying to push the needle forward. Like Jenny said, one step at a time. And, I think with our family, like the, the only other thing, like it's timing. Like we, we tried for so many years to make God's timing our timing first. Like we, with our adoption was a prime example. Like every time we were trying to push the timing of it and you look back on things and you're like, man, God, it was just perfect timing that you mm-hmm. had on all of this. So
0: yeah,
1: I've really tried to let that go. And, um, gosh, it's like you said, you look back and you connect the dots, and you're like God's timing was perfect, yeah. we just needed to get out of the way of that and so it's
0: awesome
1: um, no, I just yeah, I just encourage people like be generous and be good, and you'll get back tenfold what you give, and so i it's such a good investment it's the best 401k there is, I just, oh. I firmly believe that.
0: Awesome. Well, we love you guys. We're so thankful for your dedication, for your generosity, and really, you know, for the light that you all are bringing um, to the world not only through a tv show but through your family through the berry farm and then ultimately i think we're all in the same boat we just want to we just want to do good we want to do it well we want to use the tools that god's given us to make a difference in the world so dave and jenny Mars, thank you for hanging out with us today and we're thankful for your life and i can't wait to see you in northwest arkansas post-covid chaos yes please. yes no, thanks
2: chris
0: Hopefully you enjoyed the show with Dave and Jenny. Are they not two of your favorite people now? If you don't know them, please, please follow them on Instagram. All that info will be in the show notes. And hopefully you really, really enjoy not only this episode, but all five episodes that we've um, brought to you in the spring, summer These are just everyday conversations with people that we hope you can grab some nuggets and apply to your daily life. And so there's a whole lot of great content out there, thankfully, and hopefully the last five episodes have given you something that you can apply to your life so that we together as a community can make a difference. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being a part of the Simple Good Podcast. Do us a favor. Please rate it if you like it, or if you don't like it, you can rate it too. But then I would unfollow you on Instagram if I follow you on Instagram. But that's a whole other story. And then um, let your friends and family know we want this content to get out to the world and to make a difference. So we love you all. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you soon.